from MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, plus some special guests. Today on uh, the special Valentine's Day program, we talk with one half of the best couples on TV. Ben Napier from HGTV show Hometown. We'll catch up with Ben about life in Laurel and how each renovation is changing his town. Also, we continue to spread the love with some of the best home improvement advice given on Wednesday morning. We even called in our friend Timmy McClendon of AC Remedies to help out with appliances and, as Java says, comic relief. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. This new guy is here, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. (laughs) (laughs) I've been off a a day or two. Did you hear us bagging on you last week? I did. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Today on this special Valentine's Day program, we talk with one half of the best couples on TV, Ben Napier from HGTV's show Hometown. We'll catch up with Ben about life in Laurel and how each renovation is changing his town. Also, we continue to spread the love with some of the best home improvement advice given on a Wednesday morning as uh, what Liz say, the best home improvement advice you can get on a Wednesday morning at 9 (laughs) a.m. Within the state of Mississippi. Okay. Uh, we even called our friend Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies to help out with your appliances and whatever else you got going on. He's an AC guy, too, we hear. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How's everybody doing this morning? Man... Fantabulous. Fantabulous. Mm, blessed to be here. That's a big word, Timmy. It is, man. <laughs> right. Took me a while to learn that one. I bet. So what, what do you got going on? Dell? what are you working on? I saw a picture where you had dug about a 36-inch trench. Yes. Um, right now, uh, two months in this year, we have uh, completely remodeled two houses in and out and uh-huh. uh, started on our third demolition with our, uh, many other services, which... Um, mm. You know, we just brought a new stone solution to a lot of people. Uh, we're just call me Mr. Granite. Right. You know, it, call, it costs an arm and a leg, but I can save you one leg. Most of Very good. Very good. Most of the uh, conversations that Dell and I have about what he's working on start with, man, I had to dig this hole, <laughs> and, and that's usually where they start. And Because yeah. uh, Dell's thing is typically not – under my feet or over my head. I like working right in front of me. Yes. So, yeah. The guys will let you know quickly when you come out and you tell them, look, I want you to dig a 10 foot, 4 foot deep. Right. They're like, who's going to do that? Right. <laughs> and you don't have nothing but a shelf and an ice pick. And they're like, nah. Right. right. Go back again. All right, Jeff. What are you working on, man? I've been playing in the mud. Right. That's, you know, along with uh, everyone else. But uh, <laughs> fortunately, it looks like we're going to get three days in a row of. 
of uh, no rain. I, I was going to say sunshine, but I'm not sure we get the sun. Yeah, also, but yeah. but but hey, with no rain, so it looks like we'll pour concrete. Um, hopefully tomorrow. Right. So everybody keep their fingers crossed. Uh huh. And uh, Mr. Timmy, what do you got working on? Man, we did a change out yesterday. What is a change out? Change out is swapping out a whole air conditioning system. Really? Yep. In in a home or a business or what? Home. Yep. Residential uh-huh. home in the attic. The whole thing was, dude, uh, had a foam everywhere, so the attic was really nice. Yeah, really, wow. really conditioned. Yep. Mm. Okay, so it wasn't. Man, that's got to be great to be getting a, a, a job in an attic this time of year, oh, yeah. as opposed to August. Oh, man, the way I tell people, if they can wait, you know, and usually you can get discounts through your suppliers. Uh huh. You know, at this time of year, because they ain't moving the equipment. You know, so I mean, if you can wait, wait it out. Like you know, your system's on a on its last leg, and you can right. wait it out to the you know early spring or the fall or the winter or something like that. Man, hey. That's uh discounts. That just that for me not having to get my big butt up in the attic. Right. When it's 150 degrees. Exactly. Right. Uh well, this weekend I I I think I told you guys I bought this door because my window had shattered from a a rock hit from uh a lawnmower last mm-hmm. year, right? Mm-hmm. So in and it kicked up this rock and shattered the window. Uh but it was a a, a two pane window so it or a uh, double pane double pane window so so no air was coming in or anything like that just one of the panes was broken but anyway i bought this door that had the exact same window in it for 20 bucks wow it took the window out painted it up <clears throat> inserted it this weekend uh you know repainted perfect it's awesome it's, man. yeah it was it that was worked great. out better yeah, because I looked at the window just to buy the window like brand new, and it was more than the door right, brand new. Yes, right. So yes. uh, that was a good deal. Anyway, all right, uh, today we're talking about, of course, it's Valentine's Day. So uh, if, <coughs> if you want to call and ask about any uh, honeydews that need to be done, uh, or, or hey, um, folks, if you want your honey to do something like DIY, you can call us and, like, put it out there live on the air, kind of put some pressure on the guy to do it. You know? <laughs> well, it's what, Valentine's. We've got to give something. What are you doing? We didn't really have a, you know, a theme. So <laughs> we're going to, yeah. Be careful. Right. <laughs> yeah, especially what you ask for. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Got an email here from uh, Jason, and he heard the show this past Saturday. Here we go. He says, hey, I heard a discussion about whether or not to use concrete when setting posts. First, there is no discussion. If you don't want it to move, use concrete. (laughs) If not, it's just a matter of time before it will sink or shift. To avoid rotting, unless the post is holding up a handrail at the bottom or a set of stairs, use a post mounting bracket that screws or bolts to the concrete to keep the post off the concrete pad. It has flangers with nail holes to set the post and fashion in place. This also prevents uplift during heavy winds. Uh, you can use diagonal bracing for stability if needing. So, uh, okay, he's saying it's, concrete every time. It's a it's a very good idea to do what he's what he's proposing using um, hardware. Well, yeah, because it, it it keeps your post off of off of the um, concrete. Right. So so you have air circulating, which under means it, it doesn't stay wet. Correct. Right. And um, so, yeah, we if, if, you know, when we set our decorative columns in front of our houses, I always put a block under them 
and then you have air circulating under there, and they, they last much longer. Oh, okay. All right. So. That sounds cool. All right. Uh, we've got our first caller on the line. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. First caller is Ann in Clinton. And uh, are you needing a new roof? Is that what you're talking about? Ann? Hello. Hello, Ann. How are you? Hi. I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'll talk louder. Uh, I possible. had stockpiled some tiles to have my roof repaired, so, you know, uh, from another old house that had the same roof. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, when they put them on, it appears that uh, they are white. So I've got a black and white roof at the moment. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh, partially because of black algae is what the roofer said. Uh... I was told to use Clorox and let the hot sun kill it. And what I want to know, is that going to hurt my... Um, t- uh, they said it wouldn't hurt the tiles. But is it going to hurt my oil-based special paint, which is uh, on my soffit and fascia as it runs down? Will it bleach that, too? Let me ask. Do you... Okay, this roof, are there trees and stuff around? Uh, well, I have some, yeah. I've been getting rid of as many as I can. But but does the roof get full sun? Just about. Well, if it gets full sun, pretty much all you got to do is wait for spring. The 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 issue is where were the tiles that they got moldy? They're on my roof. They're on my house. Okay. I've had a lot of work done around here. It's got dirt on the house, and then next thing I know, I've got algae. Oh, okay. I was going to say typically algae won't won't form if it's under direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times. Well, at the time it was forming, there was too many trees. Oh, okay. Uh. I don't know. What do you guys think? Using bleach on those things? Or I usually recommend a house wash over just plain bleach. Yeah. <clears throat> For as environmental friendly. Um, the, the, the house wash would work. And the bleach, it works too. You just have to be careful because, like you say, uh, you can bleach other things when it drips down on um, existing um, materials. You definitely got to have a lot of water with this. Uh, Well, you mix your bleach half and half, you know, and then don't leave it on there for too long. I mean, once you see it starting to eat off the the algae junk, then you spray it off. Right. With clean water. Jeff, Jeff, any thoughts? Well, um, Jeff's going to go with the other guys. Well, no, there's a, there's a, (laughs) there's something you can do. You could, you could take a piece of copper we're getting complicated, but every time it rains, rainwater hits the copper and cleans your, cleans all the algae off your roof. It's a it's copper. Uh, in fact, there's a shingle that has copper in it that is a 100 percent guarantee that your roof's not going to get the algae on it. Right. So you can okay. You can put you know on your ridge. You could put that's, copper up there. That's Jeff. That go yeah. long. Well, is the yeah hit the long ball. Like a, yeah, go for the long. Well, ball. I mean, you you want to fix it right and fix it forever, or you want to get up there and wash it. That's why I like it, Jeff. Okay, and there you go. There's a couple of ideas. Thanks a lot. Let's go to uh, Tyler real quick in Jackson. He's having electrical problems. What's going on, Tyler? <coughs> uh, yes, sir. Oh, just real quick before we start. Uh, you know, uh, was it Timmy or whatever? You remind me of that guy Boomhauer off of. Uh, <laughs> you know, that is not the first Jackson. time I've ever heard of that. <laughs> you, uh, you, you enunciate much better, but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I have a. Tra- I live in a trailer, and uh, my bedroom light. And my uh, and both bathroom lights and all electrical outlets, like just went out and the breakers were thrown. So I went around and checking my outlets, so like just uh, taking them out and taping them up. And uh, I got to like uh, the second outlet, 
and uh, it it uh it, my bedroom light came back on, okay. but my bathroom light did yes, not. Sir. And uh, I don't understand. Uh, you know, they're on like the same breaker, and I mean, what would I thought? Like whenever you found the problem, like the issue, it should have all come back on. Uh, now you've got a you've got a a breach somewhere. Uh, I would I would cut the breaker off. I would pull a receptacle, and there's two ways to wire that receptacle. Um, if they're jabbed in the back, um, those things will come loose. Which now you've lost your your connection, uh, which that feeds your other um, devices on that particular breaker. Right. Uh, so if they're if they're not curled and screwed in. Go ahead and pull them out, curl them, and screw them in. That's what it sounds like the issue is. Interesting. Uh, uh, I guess one more question. Like, uh, I, I'm ha- full disclosure, I'm half retarded, so like, I, I don't know anything about uh, carpentry and stuff. But uh, I have uh, the GI Bill, and I was going to take some classes. Like, is there like a general contractors thing? Uh, general contractors. Uh, basically, what you need to do. Um, we've talked about this on this show. There are several uh, junior colleges you can do this with. You mm-hmm. can also, man, you can also get out there, join a crew uh, as an apprentice cleaning up or whatever. You know, if you will call um, Home Builders of Mississippi, um, they have partnered with a um, construction um Oh, gosh, what's the right word I'm looking for? School. Let's call it a construction school. Um, but but call call Home Builders of Mississippi and talk to them and ask them the question you just asked us. I think I know what you're talking about, Jeff. It's MCEF. That's it. Mississippi Construction Education Foundation. That's it. Yep. Right. And you can find <clears throat> that online, Mississippi Construction Education Foundation. Give that a shot. Um, all smart. right. Mark. Yeah, thanks, man. We're gonna uh, t- <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. We're gonna be spreading the love this morning and answering your DIY questions. And if you need some general home improvement help today, give us a call with your questions or comments. Eight seven seven MPB ring. If you're a pro and you need to school us, call the same number eight. 8- 877-MPB-RING. And uh, Ben Napier of the show Hometown, HGTV show, is going to be on next. It's MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. Our guest today, Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies. And we just keep on with the hits, folks. Valentine's Day, so we've got Ben Napier here from um, from uh, Hometown. It's an HGTV show if you've not seen it yet. Ben, are you with us? Yeah, y'all are really quiet. Uh, we're really quiet. They barely hear you. Right. Okay. All right. But we're here. Okay. Yeah. We're all here. Okay. Yes. We're all here. How's it going? Oh, it's good. You know, just having a good Valentine's. Uh, got up with my girls and. Well, you know, I got to ask about that because uh, within the show right now, there's a particular Valentine's gift that is percolating. Uh, yeah. 
that uh, how did that come out? All right, for everyone who doesn't know, have you seen the HGTV show um, Hometown? In this current season, here's a trivia question for you. In this current season, uh, why doesn't your wife pick up heavy objects? So in the current season that's on the air right now, Aaron and I were actually pregnant, ex- expecting our first child, um, which sort of kind of threw a wrench in the plans <laughs> right. um, for the show because, you know, we we had a schedule um, kind of sort of locked at the beginning of the summer. Right. And then we found out we were pregnant. And it's funny, we actually called our producers before we even call our parents. So um, that, that kind of did a few things. One, we had so wait, to rush. Your, your HGTV contract didn't have a provision for pregnancy? <laughs> no, no, not in the schedule. It was, okay. Um, we were actually going to still be filming at this point. Uh, so we had to shorten the season and adjust the schedule a little bit and um, make plans for, you know, okay, how are we going to work around the fact that there's a lot of stuff that Aaron won't be allowed to do, and right. which meant that there was uh, more people pulled in to them, more people, and uh, so uh, that's okay. That went. Sorry, I'm outside right now. Yeah, people are like yelling. No, that's all right. Well, let me, let me ask you. Okay, so. How now you've been on the show before, but I want to remind people who don't uh, really know about this or, or who are not accustomed to watching yeah. HGTV shows. What what happened? How did a couple uh, in Hattiesburg and Laurel um, get their own HGTV show? What happened here? So um, Aaron and I moved back from college, or no, I didn't move back. I didn't grow up here, but she grew up here. We both got jobs here. Came back. We got really involved with Laurel Main Street, the downtown revitalization group, and uh, got really involved in the community. And um, at the same time, we had a small business that was growing and doing really well. Aaron was um, had started it and was a stationary company, and it gained international acclaim. Uh-huh. We were shipping packages all over the all over the globe, and then. Um, just out of the blue, uh, an executive from HGTV started following us on social media. In our minds, we were thinking, you know, it was all about the hustle. We're going to, we're going to, uh, sell her stationery. Right. She'll send it to other executives. They'll want stationery and, you know, it's all about the business. And, uh, one day she emailed us and said, you know, hey, I've been following your business in your town. I'm in love with Laurel, and I'm in love with you guys, and I want to put you on TV. Have you ever thought about doing TV? And we were just wow. Like, no, we're in a small town in South Mississippi. So, right. <laughs> uh, at that point, it was still just kind of like a what if. Uh-huh. There were, uh, I mean, there's thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people get that kind of a call. And so it was never something that we thought, you know, this is definitely going to happen. Um, so what's it been like? On the pilot, there was a really good chance that it wouldn't even make it on TV. And so we never, we, you know, never took that for granted, never like said, you know, oh, this is going to happen. We just kind of went with the flow until 
now it's uh, we actually just found out yesterday that we're getting season three. So. All right, congratulations. So when you're walking through, um, uh, so when you're walking through Laurel, do, do people stop you or like big and famous now? <laughs> it's uh, it's funny because in Laurel, it's more people that know us. Right. Stop us, and they want to ask about something they saw on the show or something they they saw, you know, somewhere. And, uh-huh. And I mean, it is Laurel is a small town, and so we all know each other, and it's right. it's uh, there's that aspect to it. Um, there have been um, there are a lot of out of state tags in Laurel these days. Um, a lot of little Airbnb rentals um, that people have set up. So uh, it's it's kind of cool. It's really neat to see you know Oregon tags and right. So you and your wife are a cottage industry in Laurel. Say again? I said you and your wife are a cottage industry in Laurel. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's a uh, emphasis on cottage. Right. Um, <laughs> so where, where? how did you um, learn the skills that you're using on the show there? So I'm, I renovated our first home, which was a, a loft in downtown Laurel. Uh-huh. Um, and then I did our home and help friends with homes and it was always just kind of a, a hobby and a means to an end uh-huh. um back then but i got involved in carpentry in college erin and i went to old Miss, and she was in the art school and i gravitated of course she was there so that was where i was always hanging out um, right yes we know how that happens classes, which meant she was in that lot but it was what it came down to was the graduate students in the art department. Uh, there were a lot of them who were just blue collar guys, right. um, welders, carpenters, um, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they figured out they had a, a creative um, side to them and they decided to give that a chance and, and make art school. And so, I really connected with these guys Mm -hmm. and um, got to hanging out with them a lot. And there was a wood shop on campus and I got in there and they would show me how to do things. And uh, it just kind of grew from there. So you got got the bulk of your skills from campus at Ole Miss. Okay. Well, uh, Ben, it's 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 awesome to talk to you. I don't know if uh, if you're interested in taking any calls with us or not, but um, um, we uh, we're going to talk real quick to Stanley in Starkville. Okay. Uh, can you hold with us, Ben? I've, I've got time for for maybe one, and so all right. then well, I'll talk to Stanley in Starkville. And all right, let's do this. To, to jump off. Okay, Stanley, are you with us? I'm with you. All right. Uh, you get hey, to talk to a big national star, Ben Napier. <laughs> well, uh, you were talking a little bit ago about uh, – uh, hold on a second here. Okay. Uh, you were talking a little bit ago about using a copper strip on a roof. Yes, sir. That was uh, Jeff from Houseworks. Yes, sir. Now, copper's expensive. Whether it's part of the granulated system on the ridge cap – or on a metal strip. Uh, something else that works real good is just a, a flat piece of galvanized metal exposed about an inch to an inch and a half at the ridge. Really? Yes, sir. Why is that? 
uh, zinc will stop the algae from growing. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, uh, believe it or not, I learned that one in Hawaii. Really? Working as a roofer. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, wow. Roofer in Hawaii. Dell, you missed your calling. Man, yes. I mean, <laughs> you've been roofing in Mississippi the whole time. You could have been in yeah, Hawaii. That's the wrong place. <laughs> it's it's fun, but I'll tell you, the rain will shut you down more than, than you'd ever believe it would in Mississippi. Yeah, it never occurred to me. That is tropical area. No yes, vacation sir. time. Uh, now, you also had a gentleman calling asking about education programs. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm not totally sure about Mississippi. I've gotten old enough that I really hadn't followed up on it. But in most other states, the thing to ask for is construction technology. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, uh, most of the programs that I've seen uh, are listed under. Good deal. All right, yeah. appreciate that. We really do. Uh, thank yeah, you, Stanley. That's actually, uh, on that construction education stuff, that's something that me and a lot of other guys um, who have kind of been thrust into the national spotlight are pushing for. It's, uh, I mean, you go on any job site and guys are getting old, and there's not really anybody to to pick up that torch, and so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I heard that that conversation with the guy earlier. I think he said he he's going to use his GI Bill. And, right, right. Um, that'd be really cool. That that would be, and and the industry really needs it. There's there's yeah. just not. It's funny because every week these contractors come in and. Every week they talk about they don't have the bodies they need to get everything done that they could do. You know. Yeah. So always jobs out there. It's, I mean, it's a. A struggle here in Laurel. I mean, it's you know, it is a, it is a small town, and we're we're trying to use as many local licensed people as possible. That's the thing about working with HGTV is everyone has to be licensed, bonded, and insured. And you know, you get a lot of guys who are talented, but they gotta have that you know protection to right. do the the you know everybody's gotta be protected, and so that's. Um, well, the license and bonding is happening all over. So uh, we've got the same thing happening in Starkville. And our crews that do construction work, you know, houses, small offices, things like that there, they're booked up uh, eight, ten months in advance. Yeah. 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 I was well, actually talking to our cabinet makers um, yesterday. One of, our, one of our cabinet crews, we've got two crews that we use. Uh, but uh, one of them I was talking to them, and they're booked for a year already, including, you know, they, they left out space for season three of hometown, but it's, they're, they're fully booked for a year and they just started their company about two years ago. So. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Well, Ben, we're going to need to take a break and, uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. Breakfast with my two Valentines. Oh, there you go. There you go. (laughs) All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Monday night at eight o'clock. Um, and I'll keep listening. That's right. Monday night, 8 o'clock, HGTV. Hometown is the show. So check it out. Thanks, Ben Navier, for coming on the show. We're going to talk to Wade about some electrical fixtures coming up in just a moment. This is Fix It 101. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today we're spreading the love on this Valentine's Day, answering some of your home improvement questions. We have a guest, Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies, to help out with your appliances and AC questions. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I've got that open in front of me right now, so go ahead and send it. Let's go to uh, Wade and Natchez. He's got a question about electrical fixtures. What's going on, Wade? Oh, hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, my question, by the way, I like Napier's show. Great show. Oh, cool. Uh, my question, I've got two electrical fixtures in my kitchen that were installed back in 2008. They're the 40-inch four-ball fluorescent fixtures with the transform, uh, the ballast transformers. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just replaced the, the transformers went out one. I replaced that, and I was about to go buy another one. I was talking to a guy, and he said, you know, you can take those transformers out, those ballasts out of those, and run those wires directly and put in LED bulbs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you serious? So yeah, I want to ask you guys, if that's a fact or not. Yeah, we talked about that, uh, what, last week or the week before, something like that on the show. Uh, Timmy, and when uh, because you have to deal with the electrical appliances mm-hmm. all the time. So taking that ballast out to for a fluorescent light and putting in LED uh, into that fixture by, by bypassing the ballast, is that cool? Yeah, that's correct. I would say so. I mean... <clears throat> I'll wait. Should be fine. I mean, I'm not a big fan of, you know, bypassing anything. You know, okay. I, like, I like to do something. So you would prefer he, he change out the entire fixture? I, I would definitely change out the fixture. You know, I mean, when it when it when it boils down to it, I mean, they make like you know the old <clears throat> the old the T12s or whatever the big bulbs. Right. Um, you know, they make the new ballast now. You know, where you can put that ballast in the old fixture and put the new T8s in there, and the T8s will fit the same socket that the old T12s did. I think it's a T12. Okay. Well, and, and Wade, here, here's something to, to consider. Mm. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting here trying to save $50 for a fixture. Right. And yeah, 50 bucks, it, I burn my house worth. down, you know, and then, <laughs> then I'm, then I'm calling my insurance company and I'm being questioned. And I think, I think smart money is get a new fixture. Well, I, I did buy one new fixture, and it had two ballasts in it. Right. And the old fixture had one ballast. So I thought that was curious, but after I put it up, worked, and then I was about to take down the other one. That's when I had a conversation with a friend of mine that, that said this. Maybe you heard it on your show. I don't know. You know, um, I, I think I think the thing I would do, I would pull the fluorescence down anyway, and, and in that hole, I would, I would put an LED uh, uh, trim kit. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'd do. I'd go LED trim kit right there. I'd get rid of that fluorescent uh, four foot bulb anyway. Yeah, but I, I I don't like them, and they right. hot and one that's of them right. like melted the sure the, uh, yikes the cover and yes Ooh, close but to a fire there. Yeah, the issue is in Natchez, Mississippi. You know, we've got a couple of supply places, but it, it's hard to get LED here. So oh gosh, look, I've, I've I've done several jobs in Natchez and. And uh, I mean, it's just hard to find labor in Natchez. It really is. Yeah. So well, actually, I'm the labor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you what, I love your town. I really do. I it, really it's do. A nice town. Yeah, I love it. It is. 
So. All right, guys. <clears throat> Enjoy the show. Thank you. Thanks, Mikey. We appreciate it. No, uh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Mikey was the next on my mind, so let's go ahead and do that. Mikey and Mobile uh, with Insurance on Workers, a question about insurance on workers. You with us, Mikey? Yes, sir, I sure am, but I appreciated the information on that last call. I know. Wasn't uh, that neat? Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. It works out, out, out like that, isn't it, you know? Right. Um, uh, okay, first of all, if apprentices under a general contractor, if you're hiring someone like that, are the apprentices covered under their insurance? Um, okay, so so you're saying if uh, or under any contractor, right? Well, of course, if yes. Somebody's, if somebody is classified as an apprentice, I would, mm-hmm. I would think as long as he's you know, I mean, as long as he's like your, yeah. Well, I mean, your 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 apprentice is going to be your employee, and I'm assuming. Your that insurance. you're that you're talking about workman's compensation or general liability, the right. the the, exactly. the companies. Please please explain workman's compensation and liability. Okay, it's real simple. Um, um, GL general liability. The the home office will call it. The general contractor carries GL. Uh, general contractor comes to your house and burns your house down. His fault. He's going to call his. General liability carrier. Um, same contractor sends a employee to your house, falls off the roof, breaks his back, breaks his leg. Um, they're going to call their workman's comp carrier um, to get that particular person uh, medical care and long-term care if that's what it turns to. And are you responsible for that? The general contractor, absolutely. No, so, I mean, you as the person, who is the homeowner? Oh, the homeowner? Yes. Please. No, the homeowner should not be hiring unlicensed or uninsured people to work on their homes. Right. If the homeowner hires someone that is unlicensed and, and not insured, then, yes, that particular employee, because you're acting as the employer, you could be liable for that person's death being injured whatever um wow. yeah you're you're taking a big risk when you hire uninsured uh so, um, so they're uh, all gonna is there like a card carrying thing you can check absolutely okay yes uh, it's called a certificate of insurance all right so, so that's anytime, something to ask for anytime you have someone working at your house ask for license and ask for proof of insurance workman's comp and general liability. Uh, it is a state law in the state of Mississippi that you must disclose if you have general liability or not to the customer that you're working for. It's state law. Wow. Uh, can she check with the state board? Yes. Okay. Sure yeah. can. And if they pull a permit on your house, I mean, all three, of the, you know, as far as license, bond, and insurance should, you yep. know, they, they're not going to let you pull a permit without those three things. Okay. All right. Yeah, That's don't, fantastic. Don't uh, find out the hard way. Wow, Jeff, you just made your money. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Of course, you can send an email. going to go uh, right here. This got a, got a cool little email real quick uh, from Bob. Bob says, my dad used to say, isn't it strange how you never seem to have time to do the job right the first time, <laughs> but you always seem to find the time to go back and do the job again? 
That's really true. I like that. Very true. I like that. Man, how many times I have blown that right there. Okay. Rick in Grand Bay is uh, changing out. Oh, wait, changing out the fixtures. You've got a comment, Rick. What's going on? On that, uh, uh, did anybody give him a third option? What is the third option? They have lamps that fit right in. You ain't got to change the bells. Look at you. Uh, It's a lamp that just goes right in? Right. And just converts it. The driver is built into the lamp. Uh Uh-huh. Put them in there like a regular old T9 lamp, and you ain't got to change the fixture out. You ain't got to change the ballast out. Really? I would recommend taking the ballast out because you're still going to be running a little bit more heat. Right. Uh, which means more heat means more wattage means more kilowatt hours means a little bit more cost. Right. You know? uh, but, and, and if you're going to an LED, that kind of defeats some of the purpose. Right, right, right. But, they, yeah, you can get them at the big box store. Very cool. All right. Thanks, Rick. We appreciate it. Let's stay on the uh, uh, on the coast here. Uh, Lion's on the phone, and he's got a comment about LEDs. What's going on, Lion? Leon? Hey, it's Ronald. Line. Hey, uh, hey so uh, what's your like comment? down here on the coast, and I was just—I heard uh, you talking about the LED lights a while ago, bypassing the ballots and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, there, I caught the comment. I just came in on that part of the show, so I'm not sure what I missed before. But it is just to say, if you want to bypass the ballots like that, you just take it out. Um, there shouldn't be any risk as long as you're you're making your you know connections on your wires properly. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're doing that properly, you should be fine. Because all you're doing is taking that ballast out and just actually hooking it straight up to your, whether it's on or 20-volt source or whatever the case is, to your LED, just like if it was a new fixture. Right. Pretty much just using where the ballast was as a junction box. But as long as you make those taps right, and that ends up being more cost-effective for you, then that is a good way to go. All right. That sounds cool. Thank you very much. We appreciate that, man. All right. You're welcome. All right, Nordicals 877-MPB-RING. Here's the deal. We have three contractors right here at this table and uh so if you've got a question it's like free money because these guys cost money to drive up into your driveway but you've got them for free here and i've strapped them to the table so they have to answer the question number to call is 877-MPB-RING that's 877-672-7464 or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org we'll be right back Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein, here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons is here today from Houseworks. Timmy McClendon is here today from AC Remedies. Man, there's just about not a question we can't get answered today. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. Anything you want to work on, anything you're working on, anything you've messed up, or anything you'd like your significant other to do for you. 877-MPB-RING. Let's go to Dave in Mobile, and uh, he's got a comment about insurance. All right, so Jeff, you're up to the plate. Dave, you there? I'm right here. Uh, I've got a comment uh, about the insurance you were discussing, but then afterwards, can I uh, ask a a separate question about a problem that I'm having here at my residence? Absolutely. Okay, uh, the insurance. 
Uh-huh. Um, as far as liability, workers' comp, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that you have to consider in hiring a contractor is the number of employees that contractor has. Each state has uh, requirements as to if the state requires, you know, five or more employees, you've got to have comp. But if less than, you don't. So you've got to consider that as far as, uh, you know, does that uh, contractor have workers' comp coverage? Well, but, Dave, the problem with that is, and you're exactly right, state of Mississippi, uh, five or less employees, state of Mississippi does not require that contractor to carry work comp. But what keeps you from getting sued? If you have one employee, he falls off of that roof, and God forbid, breaks a back, is in a wheelchair, and he files a claim against you, and you do not have work, workman's compensation, who's going, who's going to pay his medical bills? Well, uh, uh, you know, that's pretty much self-explanatory. But, okay. Uh, I'm talking about as far as hiring. And then another consideration, uh, you have a contractor who has workers' comp and also GL coverage. But what are the possibilities if, as the homeowner, you do something that is negligent, and that negligence is what causes the injury? Uh, you have the potential that the insurer who paid the workers' comp may potentially come back to you for your liability. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, the contractor's uh, general liability carrier is going to put their group of attorneys, uh, if the homeowner caused the, caused the, uh, um, caused the accident or, or caused the liability. Wow, Correct. you guys are in the weeds. <laughs> uh, it'll be a debate about this. Well, no, no, I did this for 25 years. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, like the farmer's uh, uh, TV ads, you know, been there, done that. Okay. So okay, what Now, what were you working sorry. on? I'm sorry? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, ceiling fans with attached light fixtures. Yes, sir. I have one that the light fixture just died on. Hmm. I uh, contacted Hunter, and uh, they advised me that that particular model was no longer in production, Mm -hmm. and uh, there were no parts uh, available for uh, repair. Mm -hmm. So I've got a fan that works just fine, but the light fixture that does not. And right. it looks like the only alternative is to replace the whole unit. Well, uh, you Upgrade. can you can replace the fixture portion of a ceiling fan, uh, and believe it or not, it's typically the only thing holding the 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 light portion of your ceiling fan on is a, a, a single like nut on a bolt. Um, he said they're not uh, making those particular uh, ports anymore. So really, it would be, a, it no would be a, a standard light kit should fix though, should uh, work though. Correct. That's like uh, putting something. a Toyota port on a BMW. You know. Well, I mean, and you make, know, that, make that BMW cool, right? I, I would say take you know advantage what? of the upgrade and get you a new decorative fan with a better light. 
That okay? That's Dell. Dell wants you to get the new fan. I want you to try and see if you can find a light kit for that thing. <laughs> Sooner or later, the fan is going to go out. Then you got a new light on an old fan. He likes the fan. Fans never go out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When they start turning real slow, you know it's right, burning right. out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's some uh, competing views for you, though, Dave. All right. We'll keep going to Connie, and uh, she's got a a leak at the chimney. Uh, yes, am I on? Yeah, you're on, Connie. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, we just had our our a new roof put in uh, because we had hail damage and such, and then we had a leak in one of our ceilings, and we had that repaired. Well, after the roofers went, uh, were through with the job, we we noticed that in our attic uh, we were hearing a drip, and it we found out that. There's a drip and there's water coming. We can go in our attic and see the the water running in the on the brick. So it's coming in from the brick chimney. So the 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 workers wrapped it d- just to help us out. They wrapped it the chimney in a black tarp so mm-hmm. so so that the yeah. the water won't. Um, get to it won't yeah. come in and it hasn't come in. So we're calling someone to come that does. Uh, brick chimneys, but my question is, is this um, a major problem, and uh, what do they have to do around the chimney? Uh, the house is 30 years old, uh, so do they have to remove the mortar and put new mortar, or uh, is this common, or have you ever heard of this? I'm going to let someone who has done this several times talk about this, but I am going to say that as small as this fix might be at this point, it is like the most expensive fix you can make if you yeah. don't make <laughs> because you can either burn down or flood your home. Either way. So, uh, Dell, To me, it sounds like um, the roofers didn't do any um, chimney flashing or really inspect the uh, chimney while you're up there, even though you're doing the roof. I think they said that she, she got a, there's a crack. Is the brick cracked? Yeah, when the roofer should inspect your chimney anyway, because it's going to look they, like his well, roof did. is leaking. They, they inspected and, and they they put some kind of silicone and uh-uh. uh, they even hosed it down, and it wasn't coming coming through the flashing. It, but it's it's come, when they put water uh, and hit water on the on the side of the brick, it, it on top of the roof, it it was leaking. There's a space between the top of the roof and the in the on in top of ceiling. the chimney, you, so we could we could see the water when coming in through there. So it's it's like oh, a leak in the mortar or you know broken chimney. Yeah, uh, well, some roofers don't repair those, but we would repair the chimneys as well. Um, if they saw cracks in it and needed to go at an extra step, they could have, but they might be just trying to push it off on someone else. But usually. When we cover the top of the house, we'll inspect that chimney, the mortar, the top of the chimney, the cap of the chimney, the flashing on the chimney, um, you know, and make the repairs all around that area so you won't have any more leaking. When you get a new roof, you don't want no more problems with leaking, no matter who's pointing the finger at who. Where's the flashing guy? Where's the brick guy? Right. So um, you need a master roofer to come out or someone that uh, has the chimney experience to uh, put new concrete on top if you need it or shellac it, right. and, and um, you just do your good job and don't just look for excuses but fix the problem. 
All right. Appreciate it, Connie. Hope that helps out. We're going to have to keep moving on to Ben in Yazoo City. And uh, you've got a Timmy question, an AC intake. What's going on, Ben? Uh, yes, I bought a, um, a a house that we're working on in Yazoo City, and some things were already done. One uh, add-on was they put the air intake in the master bed in the master bathroom, mm. and uh, I was getting some moisture in the vent in that bathroom, and I'm wondering if. If that's a regular thing, if, if having an air intake in a bathroom that creates condensation, moisture in the air, if that's gonna, if that causes a problem, or Definitely. is that a bad, was that a bad move, or is that something I need to remedy? That was a horrible move. You can't put them in bathrooms, and you can't put them in kitchens. Um, it's got to be, I think, ten foot from the kitchen or, or from the appliance or something. It's, it's a code. I, I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but as far as the bathroom goes, you definitely don't want to air a, a return in a bathroom. Yeah, it's uh, too much moisture. But, yeah, way too much moisture. Right. Uh, sorry, we've run out of time, uh, Ben, but um, he's going to say yes on that. If you want more information, you can send us an email. Also, Wade can't get to you on the ceiling fan thing, but you can give us a call. Eight, or You can uh, send us an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Fixit 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. There we go. For Del Moore, Jeff Sammons, and our guest, Timmy McClendon, and Ben Napier. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.